Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff, and today I have a special guest with us. I have the founder of Hoops India and entrepreneur, Neil Pelagiani. How are you doing this morning, Neil? Good, Cliff. What's going on? Good, good. Glad to have you on the show. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show as well. So I'm super excited to have you on and super excited to have the conversation that we're going to have today as well. Really quick, before I introduce the topics, I want to take and shout out all the social media followers and all of our listeners across all platforms. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Thank you guys for continuing to like, share, and subscribe and follow the same show. Really means a lot in continuing to spread the word. And that's everybody in all 60-plus countries. And if you're listening and you don't already follow us, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the same underscore show. Again, same underscore show. S-A-N-E underscore show on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can find us on Facebook, The Sane Show. Again, on Facebook, that's The Sane Show. So today, we're going to have a conversation about globalization of sports. And then we're going to have a conversation about India and market potential. Following that conversation, we're going to have an interview with Neil so that I can ask you some questions so that the listeners can learn more about the things that you've done and about you as well and all the fun and exciting things that go along with that. So let's go ahead and hop right into it with our first topic, the globalization of sports. Neil, in our first conversation that we had, like you really opened my mind, I'll be honest with you. And I'll go ahead and tell the listeners that I actually changed the topic uh, I was going to originally talk about uh, American sports abroad, but I wanted to focus on the globalization of sports, honestly, because, you know, as I was doing my research and uh, preparing for this conversation and, you know, one for me wanting to step out of this, not really focus on America one, but again, focus on the globalization of sports. And, you know, I learned so much, especially uh, learning that, you know, following, you know, World War II, all of these different sports that we know and love now begin to rapidly expand across the globe. You know, sports like soccer, volleyball, baseball, you know, golf, tennis, all of them, and becoming, you know, globally accepted and being very popular. Obviously, a lot of these are games that we see being played in the Olympics. One, I want to say that, uh, there's pros and cons to it. Obviously, in, in the conversation that you and I were just having, you know, just talking about, you know, how larger, more developed countries, you know, so like Canada and then the countries in Europe and then some countries in Asia are really the beneficiaries of the globalization of sports because of them being their countries being more developed, having the infrastructure, having the money and being able to recruit from countries that may not have that same thing and being able to take these athletes from smaller countries or countries that may not be as developed and put them on a global scale. And so really just wanting to have a conversation with you and get your thoughts on as far as like the globalization of sports and developed countries, how they're benefiting, and then also countries that may not benefit as much. So you could just go ahead and share your thoughts, Neil, as far as the globalization of sports. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think there's this thing about um, maybe finding players, let's say in India, to play in the NBA or in professional league here. And 
with a billion population, you know, half a half a billion under the age of 30. It, it's just like sitting here. Why isn't there an Indian guy in the NBA, like a guy from India? I mean, they, they, they're not all that short. Like some of them can jump. You know, there's a lot of people there. There must mm-hmm. be some people like so part of it. Part of me, at least going there was just exploring that. Why? Why, why not? Like, why isn't there like why are there people from all like 40 plus countries and whatnot playing in the NBA, but not India, like where there's one fifth of the population? So, so I think that, that that was kind of the part of part of the reason of going to India and starting this kind of movement for Hoops India to explore that. But then going there, realizing that in India, the NBA is like a legal organization. There's a very uh, uh, documented way of, of spreading their brand and, and it's very protected and, and it should be. And the value really in India then quickly realizing it's not it's not about bringing somebody to the NBA. I mean, that will happen organically, I think, but the value of basketball is there. And I think taking that and one model of this like street ball, like it doesn't have to be in a gym because there aren't that many gyms. It does like when people are playing basketball, people are playing cricket on the basketball courts in India. So it's not, it's not like a, it, it can follow the same formula that, that it follows here and be promoted in the same way and get excited, but there's still value to sports and, and that like, you know, and market like the lifestyle, the merch, the, you know, the NBA 2Ks and, and um, the events that go around a uh, basketball. And, and that's, you know, that's definitely there in terms of being able to market it, but, but not necessarily in the same way. Like I, I kind of realized quickly that the, the, the value in India is like it's, it's bringing communities together. Like people from the Ambani school could play with people in IC Colony where, where they maybe they never played never never kind of the kids at least they don't interact on any sort of equal platform at all like they there's such a divide but but if you're the best player on the court i mean which we saw it's like you think you're the captain then now you're friends and and now you're the leader and and it doesn't matter what's you know if you're from the slum or you're the daughter of a or, or son of a um bollywood actor it's like everybody is one ball and and like we just mix it up and it's one of the only ways that people can do that in, in India. And, and then the performance speaks. So I think like having the workshops, having the camps, showing the athleticism. I mean, in, in India, they have this thing called the Monsoon League where they just play basketball in the rain. It's like inches of rain outdoors. This India, Indian Hindu community and this, this Muslim community in Nagpada neighborhood are playing for, for like a week in March every year. There's a Monsoon League. I mean, it's intense basketball. It's like they're fighting for like generations of, of like just there's always been this thing, India, Pakistan. And so it's a nonviolent, but very intense. And it means so much more than basketball. You know, it's the most important match when, when those two countries play because it's, it's like Yankees, Red Sox kind of thing. It doesn't matter what you do against the other teams. And it just means like it, it just represents so much more. And as basketball is just one way to do it is competition where you can just get to know each other you know it's a communication method it's like a networking all that stuff it just means something different than just bringing somebody to play in the NBA like you know finding a Yao Ming of of, of India that's how like CNN described like oh Hoops India is out here around India doing these tournaments trying to find the Yao Ming from India and and I think that's a good message but like like to, for for the larger scale but but really what's happening like most of us can't jump like <laughs> But, but, you know, we still, we still want to, you know, wear the Jordans and we still want to, um, we still want to play. And, and we, we, you know, the, there's a lifestyle, there's fitness, there's networking, 
all of that that happens on a court uh, and, and it means more in some of these places where people are not interacting or don't have the opportunity to interact in, on, a, in, on other platforms in an equal way. So, so you, you, said, you touched on something earlier too that really stood out to me as far as being able to, that other countries should be able to take the same formula but not really take the, really I, how I look at it is like take the same formula but not have to take the identity. So say like if the NBA spreading the NBA, trying to spread basketball, okay, you can spread basketball, but not, you don't have to spread the NBA. You see what I'm getting at? Like the, the yeah. format, yes, but not the league, not the brand. So if could, And not yeah. even the format sometimes. Like, like what, what, what I found works is like not this five on five format because there's a different, I, I don't mean to cut you off. Let's see, no, you're so, good. Like, yeah, no, but I was just saying, like, the, the format is a big thing because basketball is is one thing, but five-on-five five is another thing. So I, I remember being in the in meeting in, in the embassy with, with AC Green there, and it was like an NBA welcoming – I mean, the India welcoming the NBA delegation, right, to India to promote whatever the NBA was promoting at that time. And they would bring, like, a player every time. And, the, the like, one of the times was AC Green. And I remember, like, I was going to meet AC Green, and I was, like, looking him up and w w what he's done. And, like, you know, one of the things that he did was this thing called 3BA, which is full court three-on-three. Three. And I was like, this is perfect, right? Like, we should bring the 3BA to India because, you know, that there's an athleticism. There's, like, a different game that you play when it's three-on-three three that's less about all the plays and, and, and the team defense and stuff like that, like that people just want to play maybe competitively and they're good enough to dunk and they're good enough to like to do those things, but maybe they can't play in the same format. So, and we talked for the whole night, like just about that kind of format. And you see it today, like India is, is doing more of that, N not, not necessarily the same format as like the NBA basketball here. And, and I don't know how comfortable the NBA is with that. Like you, you see like the big three here. It's not like something that NBA is excited about. I mean, they're not going to India to promote full court three on three. But it's what in India, maybe like that's what people like, that's what works. That's what's exciting. They just maybe showcasing their dunking and their athletic ability, you know, or I mean, I, I just love like the way the my, my, my favorite thing about this whole experience has, has been seeing how people in India make it their own. The slang they use, the way they jump over their their motorbikes and like you know, wear their chuppels and dunk it and spit out pond on the backboard and, and like do like do these amazing things that are just that can only be done in India and like it's still basketball though. So you really see kind of um just the the way that the the sport is is kind of like it's the foundation, but then you you have to let you have to see what works for, for that community. And I think it should be done in in almost any industry, really. I mean, you, you should customize. I mean, there's a brand that you want to maintain, right? That's the whole idea of like spreading a brand is that it's standardized. So you know what to expect. At the same time, it's not the agenda. It was not my agenda to promote the NBA in India. It was, it was more like basketball could benefit like, like communities and, and the youth and, and, and something that I could do too. Like, it, you know, one guy could go like, move the needle on on this popular sport in a populated country like that's, that's a low barrier of entry is very low actually so 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, a like all around. It's not just like me doing something for them. I think that they like going there and doing this was was huge for me. So yeah, I, I really learned a lot just from that. Like you can't just go go somewhere with your like. Here's how you do it. It's like here's an idea. Let's build, you know, and let's customize it. And All right, we're back. So now we're going to really take a deep dive into India, wanting to have a conversation with you, Neil, about India and market potential. So, you know, again, really want to take and focus on India as a as a market in general, not just in sports, but in entertainment and in film and music. Just thinking back to our the conversation that we had previously and how you really opened my eyes, especially, you know, talking about uh, how the caste system is still in effect and how it, as, it still largely affects how people communicate with each other or interact with each other, better yet, there within India. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I, I just got this idea that like, you know, because again, I'm thinking about it as like India is this large country Obviously, you know, what people associate with large countries is resources, right? Or at least money. Having something like not not necessarily saying, you know, it has to be one of the richest countries, but it has to have some money, especially when you have, a, you know, one of the largest populations in the, in the world. So it just kind of behooved me, honestly, when you talked to me about how certain things might not take off. I guess is where I'm getting at in India because of how the market is. And if, if you could just, you know, I want you to kind of speak on that and also enlighten the listeners more on that uh, when it comes to India and its market potential. Yeah. I mean, that's everything. Everybody always talks about the numbers in India, like a billion people and, and like half a billion under the age of 30. And, you know, so these are all these people who are, you know, now getting information from, from wherever, you know, like are able to watch, Gain, you know, content from all around the world. They're able to see the the lifestyle, the culture that that that's associated with them. They can shop in any market, you know, online and and communicate and learn in in different ways. So as that kind of exposed people's curiosity grows, and so people always talk about like the numbers, like if you can capture this percentage. But I'm part of a charity called Children's Hope India. The motto is every child counts, and it's like, yeah, that there's a billion you know people there, but Everybody is just, doesn't like everybody is still a person. It's hard. To, I, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say with that, but I, I feel like that each person is, is going to take from from a sport what they can, and and we're not all going to play professionally or anything like that. But can we open up opportunities for to travel for education from the actual business side? Can can sports be a platform to kind of provide other whether it's product, service, or just value in the community for those communities can they bring people together can they uh, uh promote fitness uh, i mean india has money like they, they spend you know it's the best cricket league in the world the best cricket players go come to india to play you know people watch cricket it's 10 times more than people watch the super bowl you know on a regular match so i mean it's a very very they consume it but cricket is number one two three and four in terms of dump most popular sports in India. So wow. if you try to get Adidas to give you a budget for, for basketball, it's like, first, did they talk about cricket? Second, they talk about cricket and then maybe soccer and basketball and these other things. And it's the same. And there's no structure for it. There's not like little leagues. There's not like, 
these kind of intramural teams that people play in schools. But but like I, I remember talking to somebody, she's like, "Yes, I play for for the I play for my country." She's like eight, to, you know, maybe seventeen year old girl. She's like, "I play for my country. I play." And I'm like, okay, so so what what position do you play? And we talk about basketball. I'm like, so what? She she goes, I play defense. And I'm like, okay, so you play defense. That means like you really not really familiar with the game, right? Like, and I can tell like she didn't really know about basketball, but she uses this phrase like I play for the country um, because she played in her school when when she was 15 or something. And and I think like that it kind of cuts off. Like there is no there's nowhere to go after that. But but we don't play basketball here to make it to the NBA. The normal person doesn't do that. If if you're that good, then then yes, then you start figuring that out at a at a uh, you know maybe as you as you're getting better and you're growing up. But initially, you're playing for what? Just to get out of the house, just to be active, just to be in some sort of organized. Maybe it's like a a babysitter almost, like just to do something so that you are somewhere accounted for doing something constructive. And, and you can you can see how many you know, the value of that in India is like, is, is, is you can't even put a number on it because there's just so many people. They're all looking for anything organized. I mean, really, we could have done like a Scrabble company, you know, or like where we're just playing Scrabble after school. And like people would love it because it's something organized because we're giving it attention because we're putting high quality. We're caring about it as much as, you know, we want them to care about it. And And I don't think that's valued as much where these kinds of police athletic leagues are, are like actually giving people t-shirts and actually organizing something where they have referees or they have like designated courts or some kind of structure that, that people, you know, can, if you give it attention, they will. And I think like, that's what, that's really what, what, what this became is parents love it. Uh, the media loves it. Kids love it. But where's the, like, where's the actual dollars coming from? And that becomes like a different question then. Either we're a nonprofit or we got to somehow start selling soap, start marketing di- different like hydration things like, uh, you know, ways to get educated or you have to kind of who's going to pay for this? Who's going to pay for me to, to do all these events and set the stage? And that becomes a, a different conversation when it, when it comes to India, because a lot of the big companies I found, yeah, their budgets are are dedicated to cricket and other maybe soccer. And, and like Nike's like, we'll give you all the free shoes and basketball basketballs you want, not shoes, all, all the basketballs you want. <laughs> um, but, but when it comes to the cash, like, no, like we don't have a budget for that right now. And then, then there's like the government itself tries to own the sport of basketball and govern where like the best players could show up, where the referees could go, what venues can open to me versus, you know, whether we have to do it through them. So trying to own the sport also, detracts from like really getting official sponsorship at at, like the levels that we want um so yeah it's a challenge business-wise and and that's why i kind of like you know needed needed some bigger players involved like when when it comes to making it a business not just a fun hobby you know what i mean and and so that was kind of the idea and 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 really like where it still is really you know uh to be honest, it's like it just to me, it just sounds like a thing where people are just when it comes to money, it either like, yeah, like Nike said, oh, we we can give you all three basketballs, but this is not anything budgeted for us right now. And then when it comes to the country, it's like we'll give you we can give you the money, but we want to own it. And it's just it's, it sounds like there's all this 
either there's all this red tape or there's all these strings attached when it comes to the actual financial part of it. And I take it from what I'm hearing, it, that's what's holding, that's what's holding some of these things back. Like not just with making basketball thing, but any other thing that could become a thing within the country and really take and put the country on the map in other categories outside of things like cricket that am I correct or yeah yeah I think that's I think that's right I mean they, they're they're not exactly putting people in the best position to excel over there and some of these grassroots initiatives or you know these pockets that where where people are you know like the dune school in, in their dune is like the, the best basketball coach like these women the, the girls basketball team there is so good I mean the girls are better than the guys in India, no, no doubt, as far as like professional. And, and some of them really want to teach and really want to help others do, do um, like, like learn how to play and just organize it in, in a way that's a little more structured, a little bit more informed teaching of basketball uh, or of sport, you know, basketball specifically. And it's just they, they find their own challenges uh, of like getting shut down because they're not officially, it's not, it's not affi- affiliated let's say with the BFI or, or affiliated with, um, with the right federal or yeah, just government body. And, and that gets frustrating. And, and so like, and the numbers don't add like for, for, for an American like me, like if I'm coming from New York and I'm going to India, I mean, I can really stretch out the 20,000 bucks that I, that I get, that I start a company with. I could really stretch that for like years in India almost. Right. A lot of quid pro quo, like you doing stuff for favors, you do it, and and the money that you spend, you can really stretch it. But then try to make rupees, and and you can't even buy a flight back to New York. Like you could work for a year, and and like the rupees just don't add up to dollar. Like it just doesn't work. If it's a business, also it needs to be like just thought about a little bit differently. I think in terms of actually making it a business that that could be make sense for an American company to do in India. Like not just use India to make products or sell to Americans, but actually provide a service or product to people in India and have it make sense as an American who's, who's trying to also sustain themselves in dollars. It's, it becomes a nonprofit essentially because it's, it's, it's challenging. It's not because they don't have, I mean, I think they, there is money. It's just, yeah, it's just about hooking up with the right people. I think is definitely private money industrialists people who are are doing like amazing stuff entrepreneurial stuff in business who have more money than like entire community so so there there's individuals there's there's businesses that that can help and that can sponsor it and you know may, maybe we'll see more of that and 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 honestly i think there is already more than that it just happens in pockets you know and, and hopefully it keeps picking up Right, we're back. Now, Neil, I'm going to ask you a few questions so that we can learn more about things that you've done, also a little bit more about you, and then the fun things that go along with that. So I'm going to go ahead and fire off with this first question here. The thing you are proudest of is Hoops India, which you saw as an opportunity to highlight and elevate a country that doesn't get a lot of attention beyond what is expected of it. Why do you feel it is important for entertainment and media to expand what they highlight about other countries? 
Well, it, it broadens the appeal. I mean, if you're not going to play in a bat and you're not going to play in the league, but you, you're still interested in, I think there's a lifestyle to to a sport, and I think entertainment brings that out. I think uh, the culture, the off the court, from the fashion, sneakers, the rhythms, the music, slang, sweat. It's like the camaraderie. All of that is is brought out through through things like media and and. It, showing the game in different lights, showing other sides of the game, showing the game within the game, showing all, all of those things that entertainment and media bring out about a sport. So I think, yeah, it, it has value just to, like to build a market and showcase a game like or showcase anything. You need that, that kind of appeal. I mean, I think that that's really the value of it is uh, just to show it in new light and, and bring broaden the appeal, like just because you don't actually know how to dribble doesn't mean that you can't get interested in the people or get interested in the, the, the shorts or get interested in the networking opportunity like that that sports offers and like be a part of that conversation without being a player i think entertainment media is important for that it just ties it in too like if you want to really broaden the appeal you take the best from all of those like entertainment media worlds I mean, we had like 12 cameras, Jimmy Jip, all this stuff shooting a streetball game in India, like trying to use that entertainment, like from the film world, like having these folks who are more, more accustomed to shooting like Indian movies, let's say, but we're shooting basketball like that. Having those, those kind of personalities show up at the game, talk about the game. I remember like Rambir Kabur being in a, at, at a Laker game. I mean, it, because he's at a Laker game, it, it, like everybody can kind of get drawn in because they know Rambir. So now he can, you know, just put it in context a little bit. What is basketball about? What are the Lakers? What is so compelling about them from his eyes? And that's what they need. Like, so that's what India needs. Like, because they, they frame that story in their la- in, in, in ways that they relate to. They don't, they don't look like Dwight Howard. So you can't relate to them. You can't relate to that as much. But like, talk to Dwight Howard. You know, there's, there's, this, there's this thing about Will Smith going to India and just sitting down and talking to one of the actors there. It's like, that's how you get to know really Will Smith. Like, not just from Will Smith, but let the India media and India entertainment like showcase Will Smith. And now you, now you really get to know Will Smith because it, sometimes it's hard to relate just off just looking at, at, at Kevin Garnett, it's like he doesn't look like us. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, he, so how could we ever think like we could, we could be like him? True. So my, my next question, sports can be an equalizer and a unifier. Why is it that and how can we apply those lessons to the business world? Yes, yeah, a unifier. I think like just the, that networking piece, you know, I always think about Reggie Love and, and President Obama is like, his whole, his, you know, people from, he brought into his cabinet after playing pickup ball with them, you know, and, and lifetime uh, relationships are made, careers are made um, from a basketball pickup games and, and, and seeing how people are off the court. I think there's, there's that, there's that part of sports that unifies people across generations, unifies like across cultures, that common language that I think sports does and, and some places need it more than others and and i think where, where communities are so separated like india it's 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 a it's an equal playing field i mean even for me indian kid growing up here in new york it's like the, the respect that i get is because i could dribble right like now i get respect on the court now i make a new friend now i'm like all right i feel a little bit better about myself growing up so i think 
it's it's a way to integrate people. It's a way to um, for, for people to find themselves. I mean, the whole idea here is that like we we want to put people in positions like just as a human. Like I wanna I wanna um see what's best about you and, and see what's best. Like what can I do to put you in the best position so so that I could see the true side of you or I could bring that out of you. Or if I'm a teacher, like th that's the best thing, right? Is to see what 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 makes somebody tick. What well, sometimes it's like you got to take them out, take them out of the office or take them out of the classroom and you see what they can do on the court or you see what they do in a team environment or you see how they support each other, you, you know, and, and those types of things like they find themselves and they find what they're good at and they find their purpose. And I think that kind of non-formal education is is huge. It's huge for, for us to just find our path. And, and uh, I know for me, sports has been huge. And, and I think obviously like, you know, for, for others, so... Yeah, it's one of those things like it unifies people across generations, it, 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 like across like you could just talk about the game. You could talk about like you, you talk to your your, you know, people older than you about how you used to about right. the same kind of concepts and, mm -hmm. and uh, that kind of cycle that that repeats that, you know, the season comes around again. It's it's that constant that that's there that I think just the same way, like you could say the, the, the sun and the moon unify us, you know what I mean? It's always there. It's like it's there and we always talk about the same thing. So, I mean, the concepts are the same. So I, I think like that in itself is is good, you know, like when there is that kind of format and uh, rule structure, it's like a good, it's a good test for like normal life. Like, you know, the NBA bubble, right? When, when During the pandemic, it's like what, what the NBA did, that, that's like, a, that was a great kind of, almost like a blueprint or, or, or you could at least say a pilot or, or experiment of like what works as far as like sports during this time. And I think in so many ways, it reflects what's happening in society and in, in communities. And it helps people get that out in constructive ways and have those conversations on level playing fields. I think it's also just the way they measure it. Like, you know, you can just see Anything you measure, you, you get better at. I feel like in sports is something that you always try to be better, and we just would like use that mentality to anything we do. I agree. I certainly agree with that. Though you you started Hoops India during the recession, a time when most people would probably suggest safety. How were you able to see past the upheaval of the time you were in to an opportunity that was attainable? Well, for me, it was like create the job that I want. Like I, I'm not, I wasn't going to get a job, uh, you know, here running an and one tour across the country. Like, and so I think like the opportunities here were, were just really not exciting and not available, not along the lines of things I want to do. So it, it was really like an easier choice, right? <laughs> because it's like I could stretch the money in India better. There, there's like all these things against like the job market and just my career where the opportunities here. So a good time to kind of step away from it all uh, here and, and, and try to explore some of these things that, that I've been wanting to do or thinking about. Um, so for me, it was kind of easy to go to New York, to New Delhi and kind of use my 401k money and, uh, <laughs> and like start, start doing these things because it's like, well, I wasn't missing anything here. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> um, that made it a lot easier. Yeah. Totally understand. My final question, you know, how has the information age and our access to content content reshaped media? Do you see it as a globalization or homogenizing or entertainment and media? 
I mean, I think the access to information gives just more people an opportunity to get involved in the sport. I think it, it is a sport, though, so it's a physical thing. Like, it's not just writing about it. Like, like people, you know, you do want to actually get out and play. So, so right. the access to the information, I think, like, yes, you, you can't, but you can't learn karate from a book. You know, you can't, you can't, you have to actually do this kind of thing. Uh, you have to play, and, and that's the value of it. So I think, yes, you can learn from things. You can, you can kind of see what's happening, but... I mean, I mean, if you're talking about India and the access that, that people have there, I think it's it's good, but it's not it, it's good just in terms of the, the it piques curiosity. It, it gets people talking about it in new ways. But the, the news cycle is moving so quickly there. It's 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 like you can get the information, but what what are you going to do with it? I think that's really, you know, did did. It's not as critical, like, it's not like they don't necessarily know about it. It's, is anybody helping to make it happen for, for that? Is anybody organizing it? Is anybody giving it any attention or value offline? It doesn't hurt, obviously. I, I just feel like in some ways, it, access to information is, is really changed the game. I don't know how much, like, as far as basketball in India, how much access to information online has changed the game. Understood. Well, thank you, Neil, for taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show. I really appreciate it. And I also really appreciate you offering the insight that you were able to offer today about India and about you know globalization of sports and the also, you know, basketball. So really appreciate that. Uh gave me a lot to think about and you know, I hope you, the listeners, also think about some of these things as well, because this is really something worth thinking about, too. And, I, you know, again, very insightful. Uh, you definitely helped enlighten me a little bit and gave me some things to think about. So thank you for coming on and, you know, sharing your experience with us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. It it's so, feels so good to express some of this, <laughs> a little bit of lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> cool deal cool deal definitely have to have you back on the same show at some point in the future um listeners thank you guys for listening again continue to like share subscribe the same show and you know spread the word across the world and you guys are listening to the same show the show about nothing and everything and until next time we're out